0: I'm therefore, to hear live from R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Good morning, R.W.
1: Good morning, Allison. My girlfriend and I in the past few decades have not missed a live televised Kentucky Derby. We go for the names, as many folks probably do. Our selection is whimsically based. This year, my girlfriend, who's of Irish descent, immediately liked Irish War Cry. Being of European troubadour leanings, I became interested in Sonneteer. And both of us had a soft spot for Patch, the one eyed racehorse, whose overcoming of his lot in life brought to mind the old Peter, Paul, and Mary tune, Stewball. The folk singers Led Billy and Woody Guthrie had their own versions of Stewball, years before Peter, Paul, and Mary's, but all three versions share a common root in the real life story of an 18th century racehorse named Skewball. Sometimes those names we choose just because we like the sound or the suggestion of them turn out to belong to winners of the Derby. Such was the case this year with Always Dreaming, who became our horse because, well, we've usually got enough reality trying to run things most of the time, so a little interim dreaming provides a welcome respite. That wet track is always a worry. We try to picture the resolve a jockey and a horse must have to commit to the breakneck conditions of 20 animals, each weighing around 1,000 pounds, jammed together going around a corner of a slick track, mud getting slung everywhere. Must be one of those things where rider and beast simply focus on plunging into the fray while staying sure-footedly upright until the finish. So here came Always Dreaming, ridden by John Velasquez, the two of them, breaking on top, as the experts say, and then surrendering the lead to State of Honor going the first turn. On the backstretch, however, Always Dreaming moved outside, took the lead, and returned to the rail with Irish war cry in hot pursuit. But Always Dreaming would not be caught, eventually increasing his lead all the way through the finish. We appreciated those halcyon moments on Saturday of always dreaming and much the same way we appreciated the following afternoons partial clearing when the 20 knot breeze blowing away the remnants of the previous day's storm became a welcome thing. This past week we had occasion to involve the climate change 2014 synthesis report summary for policymakers in our lives and the lives of our students. Early on About the second page, the report states, Each of the last three decades has been successively warmer at the Earth's surface than any preceding decade since 1850, when measurements first started. The period from 1983 to 2012 was likely the warmest 30-year period of the last 1,400 years in the Northern Hemisphere, where such assessment is possible. A few pages later... The report says, averaged over the mid-latitude land areas of the northern hemisphere, precipitation has increased since 1901. We're experiencing that increase in precipitation now, last week and this week, to be sure. We're beautifully green but somewhat soggy, a natural consequence. And what will we do to be at peace with these increases? Stay tuned to future editions of A Word in Edgewise as we explore the ways Maine is becoming increasingly involved in the business of living sustainably. From Arno, Maine, here's to a great day. She waited.
2: che sure.
3: sleep, Listening to the dream though I begin to pine when I hear that big old engine rollin' down the line. I'm gonna go and spend some time where I can have fun if I ain't gonna die myself
4: down
3: That I come from <laughs>
4: Listen
3: to the engine Rattling while she's taking
0: for WERU comes from our listeners and from Belfast Maskers presenting dinner theater this Friday and Saturday night at the United Farmers Market of Belfast tickets include dinner wine and dessert followed by four one-act plays more at BelfastMaskers.com or 536-9123 and that last set of music a couple of artists who are going to be performing in the area this week, we just heard from the Gawler sisters from the Belfast area. We heard southbound from there. album Home Again, Home Again. And the Gawler family band has a CD release party at the First Baptist Church in Belfast at 6.30 this coming Saturday. Looking forward to having some new music from a very musical family. The Wayland Jennies preceded the Galler sisters that gave us cherry blossom love from their album Bright Morning Stars. And the Weyland Jennies will be at Stone Mountain Arts Center tomorrow evening. That's way over in Brownfield. That brings us up to 7.43. going to hit our performing arts calendar and our featured artist of the week just a little early today. In addition to those last two events I told you about, here's some more going on this week you may be interested to hear about. Scott Cleveland and Phil Kell will perform earthy blues and sophisticated R&B-influenced jazz at Barn Castle Inn this coming Wednesday from 6 to 8 o'clock. On Thursday, the Rough and Tumble a folk rock duo will play at 6 at Chummies. It'll be followed immediately by an open mic night with a full band set up available. That'll happen this Thursday at Chummies, Water Street in Ellsworth. Sugarbush will play at Chummies on Friday. They're a folk Americana group. That'll be at 9 o'clock. And on Sunday look for multi-instrumentalist jeff morgan he'll focus on traditional ballads and tunes from the american and celtic traditions he'll be performing sundays in may at mcleod's in bucksport from five to seven lots more events can be found at our website w-e-r-u Kristen Andreassen is our featured artist of the week. She'll be performing with Jefferson Hamer and Shane Leonard at 58 Main in Bangor on Sunday, May 28th at 7 o'clock. I have a pair of tickets to one lucky listener who uh, can answer question in just a moment. These are, uh, once again, to go see Kristen Andreasson with Jefferson Hamer and Shane Lesar- Leonard at 58 Maine in Bangor, Sunday, May 28th at 7 o'clock. So make sure you're free on that date. Thanks again to 58 Main for donating these tickets to WERU and for more details on the event, 58MAINBANGOR.com for more information. So Kristen Andreasen has a new album out. It's called Kiss Me, Hello!, and we're going to play a song off of the new album called Dancing in My Sleep. Now, uh, Kristen Andreasen has something in common with the Gawler sisters who we heard from earlier. in that last set of music because they have a CD release party with their family this coming weekend. If you can tell me what Kristen Andreasen and the Galler sisters and the song Dancing in My Sleep have in common. You can be the first caller who hasn't won anything in a few months at 469-0500. You can win tickets to see Kristen Andreessen and Jefferson Hamer with Shane Leonard at 58 Main in Bangor, Sunday, May 28th at 7 p.m. Four six nine zero five zero zero. 469-0500. Thank you.
5: Don't care if I As I drop and sway in my dream bell No one on this earth did ever dance dance this way
0: Andreasen, there from her latest album, Kiss Me Hello, that was Dancing in My Sleep. Kristen Andreasen will be performing on Sunday, May 28th at 7 o'clock at 58 Main in Bangor. She'll be there with Jefferson Hamer and Shane Leonard. And I still have those tickets to give away if you are free on Sunday, the 28th at 7 o'clock and can get yourself to 58 Main in Bangor. Well, the question I asked to win those tickets was what do Kristen Andreessen and the Galler sisters have in common with the song Dancing in My Sleep? And uh, we heard that last track, Dancing in My Sleep, off Kristen Andreessen's album, Kiss Me Still, so Hello. Here's a hint for people still trying to win these tickets to Kristen Andreason. Here's another version of Dancing in My Sleep. 469-0500 if you would like to win tickets to see Kristen Andreasen Sunday, May 28th at 7 o'clock. 469-0500. Years there comes off of her album Salt Breakers from 2007. Cast a hook in me from Laura Veers. I think it is fishing season out there. Driving through the rain to the WERU 29th birthday celebration this past Saturday. And I got onto uh, the highway here by the station by Toddy Pond. There were a ton of trucks and trailers there. I thought maybe for a moment the traffic for the birthday party was going that far down the highway, but I think they were just fishing. The Gawler Sisters, dancing in my sleep from Home Again, Home Again. That is the same song covered uh, or done by Kristen Andreessen, I should say, from her album Kiss Me, Hello, and that is what the Gawler Sisters and Kristen Andreessen have in common, that song their respective albums congratulations to steve who called from tenants harbor he won himself a pair of tickets to see kristen andreason with jefferson hamer and shane leonard at 58 maine in bangor that'll happen on sunday may 28th at seven o'clock and since kristen andreason is our featured artist of the week we'll be giving away tickets all week long to see her Thanks for listening to your community radio station, WERU-FM 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and online at WERU.org. It is almost time to hear Democracy Now! headlines, as we usually do at 8 o'clock. I'll be back after this with a weather report, since I won't be able to do it justice at this time. Democracy Now! Coming up momentarily. Thanks for listening.
6: From Chicago and New York, this is Democracy Now!
5: But I will do all I can during the next five years so that no one ever has a reason again to vote for extremes.
6: In a landslide victory in France, a former investment banker, Emmanuel Macron, has been elected president over the far right-wing candidate, Marine Le Pen. We'll go to Paris for the latest. Then we speak to a judge in Arkansas who is facing calls to be impeached after he took part in an anti-death penalty protest just hours after he halted six executions last month.
1: The judge never loses his or her humanity, and the judge, as judge, never forgets that the law has to be followed, no
7: matter how he or she feels about a particular issue.
6: Plus, we will look at the economic crisis in Puerto Rico as the island moves to close 179 public schools days after seeking bankruptcy protection. And we speak to a dreamer at Rutgers University in New Jersey, who's now facing possible deportation. All that and more, coming up. Welcome to Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. In France, former investment banker and political centrist Emmanuel Macron was elected president on Sunday. ...in a decisive victory against far-right candidate Marine Le Pen. With a majority of votes counted, Macron won about 65% to Le Pen's 35%. Even though Le Pen lost, it was a record performance for her party, the National Front... ...whose anti-immigrant policies once made it a pariah. Le Pen had campaigned on an openly xenophobic and racist platform calling for France to crack down on immigration and leave the European Union. On Sunday night, Macron addressed thousands of supporters in front of the Louvre Museum in Paris.
5: Europe and the world expect us to defend the spirit of enlightenment under threat in so many places. They expect us to defend freedom everywhere, to protect the oppressed. They expect us to bring some new hope, a new humanism, that of a safer world, a world of protected freedoms, a world of growth, with more justice, more ecology.
6: Macron ran on a pro-trade, pro-EU and pro-NATO platform and will need to secure a majority in next month's parliamentary election, to implement his program, we'll have more on the French election after headlines with French human rights activist Yasser Louati. In Texas, Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed SB4 into law on Sunday, outlawing sanctuary cities and allowing police to check the immigration status of anyone they detain. Governor Abbott signed the law after delivering a short speech in a live video posted to Facebook.
4: Texas
7: has now banned sanctuary cities in the Lone Star State. We are a nation of laws, and Texas is doing its part to keep it that way.
6: Critics call SB4 a show-me-your-papers bill that will lead to widespread racial profiling while preventing undocumented immigrants from calling police or testifying in court. After Governor Abbott signed the bill, scores of protesters descended on Governor's mansion in Austin. This is 18 year old activist Yunun Alvarado.
7: My mom and I were both undocumented. And
4: we've grown up in an abusive home, okay? We still live in an abusive home. And bills like this, bills like Senate Bill 4, will only make victims of domestic abuse fear for their lives even more, because they won't, because they'll be afraid that if they call the police for their safety, that they'll be deported and they could possibly die.
6: SB4 is set to take effect on September 1st. Texas Democrats and civil liberties groups have promised legal challenges on Capitol Hill. Senate Republicans have begun drafting a health care bill that would repeal much of the Affordable Care Act, though the legislation is uh, unlikely to closely resemble a bill approved by the House last week. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell tasked a working group of 13 Republicans to draft the legislation, all of them white men. This is California Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein speaking on NBC's Meet the Press. I don't know what the 13 white men, when you have five Republican women who are excluded from that, that these 13 men are supposed to sit down and put working together together. and it's all male. And it's all male. And women's health is a big part of this. And women are a majority of the population. And their, their health interests deserve to be contemplated in any reform. Republicans hold just 52 of the Senate's 100 seats, and several GOP senators have said they will not accept the House bill approved on Thursday. A federal court will hear arguments today on President Trump's attempt to ban refugees and immigrants from six majority Muslim nations. All 15 judges on the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals are slated to hear the case In March, Federal Judge Derek Watson in Hawaii ordered a nationwide halt to Trump's second attempt at a travel ban, ruling it likely violates the Constitution's Establishment Clause by discriminating against Muslims. President Trump's nominee for Secretary of the Army, Mark Green, withdrew from consideration on Friday after drawing fire over anti-gay, transphobic and anti-Muslim comments. The uproar followed newly unearthed recordings, including a video in which the Tennessee Republican state senator accuses public schools of indoctrinating children in Islam, and a radio interview in which Senator Green compares transgender people to ISIS militants. Trump's first nominee for Army, Secretary Billionaire Vincent Viola, withdrew in February, saying he was unable to disentangle himself from his business ties. The Senate Intelligence Committee has asked at least four associates of President Trump to turn over emails and recordings of their communications with Russians as the committee investigates allegations that Russia meddled in the 2016 election. The four officials are former policy advisor Carter Page, former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort, Republican operative and Trump associate Roger Stone, and General Michael Flynn who was fired as national security adviser for failing to disclose talks with Russia's ambassador before Trump took office. Meanwhile, former acting U.S. Attorney General Sally Yates will testify to the committee today, where she's expected to reiterate that she warned the White House about former national security adviser Michael Flynn uh, nearly three weeks before he was fired. Former director of national intelligence James Clapper will also testify. In international news, Iraq's military has admitted its forces bombed a school in western Mosul in an attack on May 4th that left scores of civilians dead. The journalistic monitoring group Air Wars reported the strike killed up to 81 civilians, and left 86 others injured. Video posted online purports to show the aftermath of the attack with dead children pulled from a flattened school. Iraq's army denied targeting civilians, saying it instead targeted an ISIS bomb factory. The violence came as civilians trapped in Mosul reported desperate conditions. This is injured resident Quazi Adil Mohammed.
1: People are hungry and starving to death. There is nothing left.
2: There isn't any water.
1: People are so thirsty they would drink from the well, which is full of diseases. Children and women were eating grass.
6: In Somalia, U.S.-Africa Command said Friday U.S. Navy SEAL Kyle Milliken was killed and two others wounded as they were ambushed while advising the Somali army on fighting Al-Shabaab militants. Millikan's death was the first reported U.S. combat fatality since the so-called Black Hawk Down incident in Mogadishu in 1993, which left 18 U.S. soldiers and hundreds of Somalis dead. In media news, the Sinclair broadcast group is reportedly nearing a $4 billion deal to purchase Tribune Media, which would give it control of more than a third of the country's local TV stations. The reported purchase comes after President Trump's pick to head the FCC, Ajit Pai, dramatically roll back limits capping the number of stations one corporation can control. Sinclair's chairman and former CEO David Smith is active in Republican politics and supported Donald Trump's campaign. Craig Aaron, the head of Free Press, told CNN, quote, It sure looks like a quid pro quo. Friendly coverage and full employment for ex-Trump mouthpieces in exchange for a green light to get as big as Sinclair wants. Back in Washington, D.C., Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Scott Pruitt on Friday dismissed half the members of an EPA scientific review board clearing the way for new appointees from the industries the agency is tasked with policing. Among those removed from the EPA Board of Scientific Counselors was Michigan State University professor Robert Richardson, who tweeted, Today I was trumped. The dismissals come as the Trump administration seeks to slash EPA funding, roll back environmental regulations, appoint climate change deniers as the heads of government agencies, and defund and erase climate change programs and research. In North Carolina, Democratic Governor Roy Cooper on Friday vetoed HB 467, a bill that would have shielded factory farms from damages brought by residents sickened by hog farms. Residents have long complained about pork producers who collect billions of gallons of untreated pig feces and urine in cesspools, then dispose of the waste by spraying it into the air. You can go to our website at democracynow.org to see our segment on factory hog farming. In Texas, a white police officer from a Dallas suburb was charged Friday with the murder of 15-year-old African-American teenager Jordan Edwards. Roy Oliver surrendered to the Dallas County Sheriff's Office and was later released on $300,000 bail. If convicted, he faces up to life in prison. Police body cam video shows Oliver fired his assault rifle into a car carrying five black teenagers as they drove away from the officer, contradicting Oliver's initial account that the children were speeding towards him. Jordan Edwards was struck in the head and died in the hospital. On Saturday, Edwards' family and friends gathered in Mesquite, Texas, for Jordan's funeral. And in California, the Los Angeles City Council unanimously approved a resolution Friday calling for an investigation into whether President Trump should be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. City Council member Bob Blumenfield authored the resolution saying Trump appears to have violated the Constitution's emoluments clause, which prohibits those holding federal office from accepting payments from foreign governments.
1: Constitutional scholars are raising the issue that if a foreign official or embassy hosts an event or stays at a hotel where the president's name is branded from the top of the building to the chocolate on the pillows, it may violate this clause of the Constitution. The Trump Organization currently has business ventures in nations around the world, including Saudi Arabia, the Philippines, India, Argentina, and Turkey. And because of his refusal, To unveil his tax returns, or really any documents, that explain with whom and where he does business, there are many dealings that we may never know about.
6: Los Angeles joins three other California cities, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and Charlotte, Vermont, calling for Trump's impeachment. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman in Chicago with Juan Gonzalez in New York.
0: You can hear Democracy Now! weeknights here on this community radio station from 5 to 6. Well, let's take a look at the weather since we didn't have a chance to do that earlier this morning before it was time for Democracy Now! supposed to be kind of cloudy this week out there it's kind of the word of the week today cloudy skies with patchy fog this morning for down east and mid-coast Maine a 30 percent chance of rain showers mostly falling this morning tonight clouds lows around 40 tomorrow mostly cloudy highs in the low 50s Wednesday, mostly cloudy, a 50% chance of showers with highs in the low 50s. Thursday, mostly cloudy, a 50% chance of showers with highs in the low 50s. Friday, mostly cloudy, highs in the mid 50s. Saturday, partly sunny, highs in the mid 50s. And Sunday, mostly cloudy with a chance of rain in the afternoon, highs in the mid 50s. On Penobscot Bay today, south winds 5 to 15 knots becoming 10 to 15 this afternoon. Gusts up to 20 knots, Seas around 2 feet. Areas of fog this morning and a slight chance of showers. Visibility 1 to 3 nautical miles. Tomorrow, south winds around 5 knots on the water. Seas 1 to 2 feet. And Wednesday, northwest winds on Penobscot Bay around 5 knots. Seas 1 to 2 feet in the morning. Then a foot or less with a chance of rain in the afternoon. In tides. Got high tide coming up in Bar Harbor at 10.07. Low tide at 4.16 this afternoon and high again at 10.25. Sunrise was at 10 after 5.00 and sunset at seven forty seven tonight. Let's start out with a zippy little number from pretenders from their latest album, Alone. It's called Holy Commotion on your community radio station. Thanks for listening.